Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. And today I want to share the news that I have a new book out. Just had the book launch party last night. It's been available on Amazon Books for a couple of weeks now. It's called Mom Died Last Night, My Shared Death Experience. It's a memoir of death, grief, and afterlife communication. I'm really excited to share this book with you. So let me tell you a little bit about it. So after my mom passed away, I felt compelled to write what I thought would have been a personal chronicle in order to process my mother's death and my own grief quickly turned into more. Not only was I channeling my grief and experience into words, but I knew without a doubt in the moments, hours, and days that followed, my mother was communicating with me. A door had been open for her to communicate and let me know she was still with me. We had been having a shared death experience from the beginning. And after she was no longer in physical form, it was really evident to me that she was very much still a part of my life. She was sending me messages, letting me know she was still around me, and she was still here with me in spirit. In this book, these are my experiences of her death, my grief, and our communication in the days following my mother's passing. The days following my mother's death. And I use the word death because death and dying are words that I think society is really uncomfortable using. I've noticed since I published the book, my own experience is that we don't have language to discuss these things. Since publishing the book, I've had many conversations around death and dying that I don't think I would have had. People are really uncomfortable talking to me about my mother's passing and it's rarely brought up. Grief is hard and grief is something we all go through for one reason or another. This has very much been a multi-layered experience for me. It's very vulnerable, very vulnerable to put myself out there, but I thought it was really important because even from my own view, this was difficult for me to talk about. It is still difficult for me to talk about death, dying, and grief. I don't think it's something that we're taught growing up. I know, at least for myself, this really wasn't something that I um, was taught. Um, it wasn't something that was discussed with me. Um, I didn't have any literature that had been given to me over the years around death, dying, or grief. It wasn't until my mother's passing, um, that I did start, you know, searching out literature, talking with friends, talking with a counselor and, um, I think it's important to start having this co- these conversations. I know that the topic of death and dying and grief is more prevalent now. Ram Das has his organization over in Maui who's doing it. I've done interviews with death doulas. Um, there's more courses open now teaching um, how to 
midwife people through their grief. I do think it is coming on more li- more online now. And I think that that's really important. Um, I myself, I am still in my grieving process. Um, I would say I have complex grief because I'm still processing my grief. I'm feeling very vulnerable. I also have the relief that mom's not in pain anymore. I really, you know, want to feel like she's at peace now from her pain. Um, There's been a lot of healing around my mother's death this last year, having experienced all of the firsts, her first birthday without her first Thanksgiving, first Christmas, our first birthdays without her. And um, I know my grief is easing. It's not as hard as it was in the beginning, but I am still experiencing it. Um, I also had that layer that I'm excited when I see signs from my mother, or I hear that my sister has experienced a sign, or I hear that my friends are getting signs from their loved ones who have passed over. And I know that a lot of people, especially since COVID, have been experiencing a lot of loss. And loss isn't just the loss of a loved one. It's the loss of the life that we had when shutdown happened around COVID. It could be the loss of a house, you know, from a house fire. It could be the loss of a relationship. Um, So there are many forms of loss and many ways that we grieve. Um, It's also multi-layered for me because um, I'm excited that I'm an author now. I'm excited that I'm able to share this story. And with that excitement around sharing the story, I do know that I would rather have my mother here to be sharing, you know, my first book, but this book is about her. Um, And this book would not be in existence if it wasn't for her passing and my experience of that loss and that grief I felt in the hours and days following her death. Um, I had an epiphany on a recent trip back in October. And for this book, I didn't know what my introduction was going to be. I didn't know if it was something that I was going to write or if it was something I was going to have a friend write. And I was on the airplane and I had an epiphany. All of a sudden it dawned on me that my mother had been part of this book experience actually from the beginning. And I want to read an excerpt from my book based on that. So here it is. Before mom passed away, she called one morning and said she had a dream I was pregnant with twins. I had the same dream a few days earlier. We both had dreams where I was pregnant with twins. In dream interpretation, being pregnant in a dream can mean you are pregnant with an idea or creation, birthing something new into the world. On the super full moon in January, a month before her death, I dreamt I walked into a woman's birthing center. A woman takes me to get a sonogram and I look down at my tag and there are two names on it. I realize in that moment that I'm having twins and I ask, are all the babies being born tonight? 
After her death, I continued to have these dreams. In another four months later, I'm still pregnant, but wondering if I've been caring for the pregnancy like I should have. A few months after that, I dreamt of an infant in my arms, which means I had birthed my idea into existence, this book, and yet another where I have older twins. Now it's late October. I'm on a flight to Oahu, and I remember a dream I'd had that morning. Once again, I dreamt of a child. I dreamt I heard a child asking to be fed. It was time to nurture the baby, which is very much the stage I'm in in my publishing process. The final stages before publishing where I'm nurturing and feeding this book, editing, cover design, code assignment, launch planning. It dawns on me in that moment on the plane that my mother had been a part of this process from the beginning. Unknowingly knowing while alive, having had that premonition in a dream that I was going to be birthing something new into reality. And in her death, communicating with me, pressing upon me to write, letting me know she was still with me and maintaining our connection across the veil. She has been with me every step of the way to publishing from before death, when she shared her dream with me and from beyond. And I know without a doubt, she will continue to communicate with me. And that is the, my introduction um, to my book. Now you might ask, what is shared death experience? It's the subtitle of my book. And shared death experience is a participation in a person's death, either beforehand, during, or after. Possibly remotely sensing a death. I heard a story recently where a mother was in the States and her child was abroad, and she knew without a doubt something had happened to her child. It could be experiencing unusual things. Like if you're sitting in the hospital room with your loved one and they're passing, there may be visions of their loved ones around them or angels in the room or knowing that your loved one is hovering above their body, that they've already started the crossing over process. It can be assisting in the dying process. There was a story I heard of a woman who actually had a vision where she walked her husband across the veil into the light and passed him over to a loved one. One of my experiences when I was sitting next to my mother's bedside, she was in her death process unbeknownst to me. And I sensed my grandmother and my great grandmother there. And I heard, we've got her. And in that moment, I knew they had her. Now, at that point in the process, I was still hoping that she was going to recover. So I was really praying that when they said, we've got her, that meant that they were helping her to heal. Not that they had her, that, you know, she was in her death process and they were there to usher her over into the other side. My book is also about the afterlife communication that I experienced with my mom. So after she passed away, I received visions, which are mental images, little movies in my head or flashes of pictures. I got nature visits from butterflies, hummingbirds, cardinals. I had thoughts that coincided with things that happened. Like I would think of her and then see the butterfly 
Or my son and I walked out of a care center after visiting family and a butterfly flew around us for a solid minute. Uh, I saw visions, things that she actually asked for before she passed away around death and dying. Um, she had seen on Facebook a memorial glass blown um, mementos, and she thought that that would be lovely to have. And on the drive home that night that she passed away, um, that memory popped into my mind. It's moments like that, those visions and mental images that are ways that our loved ones can communicate with us. They can also press upon us not only those thoughts, but songs. I heard songs for days after I still get an occasional song when I wake up in the morning or a song will play over the radio. My phone will all of a sudden start playing a song. Um, they show up to us in dreams. Those are called dream visitations. Um, I had one the other night where I'm sitting there and there's an empty armchair and I see her materializing in the chair. Um, I had uh, my book launch last night and one of the guests shared his experience um, where his loved ones had shown up in dreams for him and he was having that dream communication. We can hear knocks and noises and bubbles in our water filter when nobody is walking by it or we might smell their perfume or their cologne or smoke. I remember one time I was at a retreat and we, it was a retreat where we were all staying in the same house and I got the whiff of cigarette smoke and, you know, it was a no smoking premises. And I went down and I shared my experience with the group and one of the women, you know, volunteered, oh, that's my dad. Whenever I'm doing anything, that's his sign to me is that cigarette smoke. And my sister, you know, has experience smelling our mother's perfume and just knows it's her. Just the other day, she texted me and said she saw a white flower when she was at the, I mean, a white feather as she was sitting at the kitchen sink. And it was a huge white feather that came down very slow, pinned down um, in a way that you normally would not see a feather fall from the sky. This afterlife communication actually eased my grief. I found that it helped reconcile the grief. It gave meaning to the loss. It provided comfort that my mother was still okay, that she was still with me. And I've also seen it ease fear around death and dying, not only in myself, but others. I've seen it open up afterlife communication for my loved ones. Grief is very much a portal. It cracks us open. When we're experiencing the death of a loved one, we're very close to that death experience. The veil becomes thinner and it's easier for our loved ones to communicate with us. I have found over time that the communication dwindles. Like after my half-sister passed away years ago, um, the communication was there and now it's been a few years and it's dwindled. I still get the occasional wink from the other side, a heart or a feather or something like that, but it's definitely less. And that happens as our loved ones transition over to the other side. But I really felt like my mother wanted to get my attention. It really gave meaning to the loss. 
to let me know that she was still around, that she was still there supporting me, is still there supporting me, and that her energy continued on after life. Being a psychic medium, I know that, but it's always good to get that validation from our loved one in that penny that we find or that dime or that feather or that song that they're still with us, that they're still participating in our life in one way or another. So that's what my story is about. Mom died last night. My shared death experience is very much, you know, not only sharing my shared death experience and her passing and sharing my grief and what that experience was like for people to know that they're not alone, that other people experience these things, that grief is normal and natural part of life, that there is an end. We all have an end. There's impermanence, that reminder that life is so precious and impermanent and that we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to grieve alone, although sometimes it's nice to be in our own space, as I talk about in my book, and have that time to process in our own way in those days just following the passing, that we aren't alone in this process, that everybody experiences this in one way or another, that it's okay, that it's okay to walk ourselves through our grief, no matter what that looks like. And everybody experiences their grief in their own way and to allow our loved ones and ourselves to give ourselves permission to grieve the way that we need to grieve and to celebrate when we get that afterlife communication from our loved one, to celebrate that that love continues on, not only in our hearts and our loved one's hearts, but also that their love continues on and that they're still impressing their love upon us in this life. I am very, I'm grateful that I had the courage to write this book, that I had the courage to publish this book. It's opened up portals to many conversations about grief, death, and dying that I don't think I would have had. So I am happy to be presenting this book to you. Um, it is available on Amazon now in ebook and in paperback. Um, if you have experienced a loss, I am very sorry that you've had this experience, but know that you are not alone. And there are tools out there to help us walk ourselves through grief, not only my book, but other books, podcasts, videos, and people who are trained in grief counseling that can help us. So thank you for this time. Thank you for sharing this time with me. Thank you for listening to my story. And thank you to those who have read my book already and picked it up. And thank you to those who are may go out and buy my book and read my book. Um, thank you for your support. And I hope that it gives you um, what it needs to give you in the moment. That's really why I published this book, to open up the doors to conversation, to share my experience, to talk about grief that's hard to talk about, to talk about death that's hard to talk about, and to talk about that afterlife communication 
that our loved ones do go on and there is more to life and we do go on after we pass. So thank you everyone. And thank you for listening. Again, I am Liz Peterson. You can find my book on Amazon and you can also find out more about me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Raise the Vibe with Liz. And again, my website is lizishealingtouch.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a good day. Bye now. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.